Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for time to dive into your word, to hear about what it means to be a light to the nation. Lord, may we as your people be that light. May we share your son Jesus with our world. In your name we pray. Amen. How many of you like a good bonfire? How many of you enjoy sitting around a fire? All right, how many of you think that you have been to the largest bonfire ever? Okay, mine was bigger. I promise. Uh, at my previous congregation, I, I served, uh, I, also, I did child and family ministry there as well, but I also was responsible for high school ministry and college ministry. And every year, uh, we would take our college students on a mission trip. Uh, one year, we went to a place called Joplin, Missouri, uh, to do a service project after some disaster relief. Uh, if you don't know, Joplin, Missouri had the second largest loss of life during any natural disaster uh, in the United States. Uh, it was right after Katri Katrina's number one hurricane, uh, Joplin, Missouri's number two. I'm not sure if that's still accurate, but at the time, it was. While we were there, uh, we were responsible for helping with, they were kind of beyond the uh, quick disaster cleanup, and now we're getting into phase two, which is kind of the rebuilding of the city. And while we were there, uh, one of the members of Emanuel Lutheran and Joplin bought a old furniture factory. And our responsibility for the week was to empty that furniture factory of all the wood products, all the stuff, kind of make it a bare bones, uh, open spaces so that they could start the process of building walls and trusses for houses that they could then take out and it would be a faster process of rebuilding. On Wednesday, uh, the, the owner slash uh, ministry leader, he was a surgeon who was donating a bunch of money, came to me and said, you guys are working so fast this week that we'd like to invite you out and have a bonfire. And I'm like, cool, I like bonfires, bonfires are cool. He's like, yeah. So every day, uh, we were taking, basically we were filling 40-foot trailers, about six feet high, full of scrap, junk, wood stuff. We were taking down walls, we were, anything that could be burned, we took out of the building. Uh, we loaded these trailers for five or six days. At the end, he says, hey, so we're going to have a bonfire on Friday, come out with the students, it'll be great. Sounds like a plan. We drive up, I'm expecting that we're going to have a you know, like a bonfire. He says, no, 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 no. All that wood we brought for the last five days, we're going to make a fire. <laughs> so I'm in. This sounds awesome. So I have a picture, I think. Okay, now, that may not give it as good a justice in the back, but just to give you a perspective, uh, this pile of wood that we made was probably about as big as the gym and about six feet tall. Uh, so it kind of goes down into a little ravine. Those trees on the side, that one of the live tree across, there's a little river there, uh, that's a live tree caught on fire, it was so hot. Uh, those are about 40 foot trees. My bonfire was bigger. Uh, it was so hot that like, it looks like we're standing like it's right behind us. That's probably a good 30, 40 feet. It was a very, very large fire. And like any good fire, it attracted some people who wanted to see what was going on. They happened to be driving in a red truck with lights on the top and sirens. Uh, they, they came to where we were at on this farm uh, and drove up and, and said, hey, what you guys doing? We said, we're having a bonfire. 
One kid had a marshmallow in his hand. He was going to run as close as he could. By the way, you could get that marshmallow brown at a good 15 feet from that flame. Uh, I was shocked when they looked at us and went, all right, well, have a good night. We thought a house was on fire. We thought we were going to have to work tonight, but you guys look like you got it in hand. They left. Not sure how that's legal, but hey, who am I to say? I bring this story up because it, this week as I was looking through our text from Matthew, uh, this light of the world, this, this city on a hill that couldn't be hidden, this was the first image I could really think of. You see, God has called his people. In our text from Matthew, Jesus uh, talks to them about being a light to the world. And just to give you some context, we're not talking about the Beatitudes this time, uh, part of the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, but that was because we've already done that here a, a number of months ago. But the Beatitudes are this thing that sets up this text, right? It, it tells them that they were blessed. Blessed are the poor, blessed are the weak, blessed are the poor in spirit. And when they hear that, most of the listeners of that time would have went back to an important point in their lives. And that's for the nation of Israel. In Genesis chapter 22, God tells Abraham something. He says this, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand in the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of your enemies. And to be honest, the people of Israel normally stopped there. It's the promise that God gives to Abraham, to the nation of Israel, right? That they'll be a great nation, they'll, have, they'll possess the land. But there's a third promise, and that's the promise that Jesus is going to give them today, a reminder of the promise that they were supposed to have. It says this, And through your offspring, all nations on the earth will be blessed. You see, God's people were called, originally, not only to be a great nation, to be a great people, but they were called specifically to be a blessing to the nations. That was their call. They often forgot it. And I think our church, and I don't just mean St. John, I mean the church, often forgets that part. We like to believe that the church it's just us gathering together. There's a whole bunch of us, and isn't that great and wonderful? And how nice it is that we can gather together in our, our big buildings and our big places, and, and how great is that? And I think we often forget that the reason we have these big buildings is so that we can be a light to the nation, so that we can share that good news of grace in our world. Over the next number of weeks as we go through this Sermon on the Mount, sitting at the feet of Jesus, you might be tempted as we talk about different ways that God has called us to live our lives, to walk out these doors, find your non-believing friends, and beat them over the head with, this is how you're supposed to act. But the Sermon on the Mount does not start there. The Sermon on the Mount starts with, you are blessed. You are loved by God, not because you're wonderful, great, and amazing. 
You're loved by God in spite of the fact of who you are. You're loved by God, you are blessed by God because he is gracious, not because you've done anything to deserve it. Remember that as we go through this, this message series. It's not about, these, these aren't about trying to tell our unbelievers what to believe. But very first and foremost, our job as God's people is to share his light and his grace. I think you might be sitting in the pew thinking, but Steve, we live in Rochester, Michigan. Everybody here, around here, knows who Jesus is. I want to show you a picture. I got one more. This was a picture of us the very first day at Vacation Bible School. By the way, that is what 360-ish children looks like in this sanctuary. Uh, with some volunteers, so probably like 450 people. You might think this is the exciting thing that happened this week. And I will tell you that this was pretty exciting. But the real exciting point is something that happened on Monday. On Monday, I had a seventh, or an eighth grade boy come up to me and say this. Today, Steve, I had my crew with me, my six, my six kids. And one of my kids said to me, as we were in Bible lesson time, who is that picture of that person on the wall over there? And I said, well, that's, that's Jesus. And the kid said, who is Jesus? I've never heard of that person. And this student who was my crew leader was shocked He's like, Steve, how can there not be, how could you not know? I said, Sam, I I want you to know that 40% of the kids who walk through our doors this week do not have a church home. That was their claim on their registration forms. There is a lot of kids here this week that have absolutely no idea who this Jesus is. And you might believe now that's only little kids. They wouldn't know that parents didn't tell them. Da, 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 da. My wife, when she went to uh, a Concordia University in Ann Arbor uh, as a college student, when she went back the second time as an older college student, was in her uh, general uh, religion class that every student at Concordia University has to take. It's a Lutheran college. Uh, second week of class, one of the students raises their hand and says these words. You guys, I've been here for two weeks. Everybody here keeps talking in this class and other places about this guy named Jesus. Can somebody point out who that is? Because I haven't seen him yet. Of course, the professor did what any good professor would do. He said, class is canceled. I need to talk to you. Believe it or not, there are many, many people in our daily walk that have no idea who this Jesus is. This last week at Vacation Bible School, we spent a lot of time talking to kids about we were created by God, built for a purpose. We talked to them about how God created us, how God loved us, how God would always be there for us, how Jesus was the one who loved us and cared for us and will love us no matter what. 
But those messages, although they are for us here today, I want to spend just a few more moments on the last one, which is he created us for a purpose. That purpose is that we would share his love and grace with all those around us. That we would be a light to the world. Jesus says those words to us, and he said, I'll read them again. You are a light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and give lights to everyone in the house. Lastly, I want to end with this point. Oftentimes, I will hear Christians say, I'm just going to act differently. I'll act nicer. If all we ever do as Christians is act a little better or act a little nicer, and we don't ever tell people the reason we act different, if we don't ever tell people about who this Jesus really is, then we definitely are missing the point. Because when Jesus talks about being the light of the world, he isn't just talking about doing the right things, but he's talking about sharing the reason for the hope that we have. He's talking about telling people about who this Jesus is for me. May you as God's people, if you are in this room today and you don't know who this Jesus is, and I've been talking this whole time and you're thinking, I don't really know this guy. Please, come and find me after the service. You want to talk to a pastor? There's one right there. If you don't want to talk to either of us, turn to the person sitting next to you and ask them. May we as God's people always be ready to share. You may not know the right words. You may not always say the right words. But we know God's Holy Spirit works on the hearts and minds of those who are receptive. And God is continuing to do that work in us. Can you join me in a moment of prayer? Lord Jesus, we give you thanks that you have called us to be the lights of the world for many people. Lord, may we reflect your goodness and grace in us. May you forgive us, remind us of your grace and forgiveness, and may we take that grace and forgiveness and share it with others. May we walk with those around us who are in darkness and be that light. Lord, may our fire burn so brightly, so big, that our world wants to come and see, that they come with lights flashing, driving as fast as they can to see your light. Lord, may we be your people that continue to do that. In your name we pray. Amen.